the term conspiracy theorist has been largely ridiculed and for a far more serious reason than you might actually think. So Operation Robin, what does that stand for? It stands for Robust Overseas Blackmail Intelligence Necessities. Now, if you look this up, you're going to find very little, if anything, about this project. Now, the reason for this is because there are certain operations that are in fact so discreet that they're not even put down on paper officially. They're verbally stricken. Now, you might think, okay, what about the legalities of it? And there has to be some type of writing about that. Not even. It's because these are operations that don't conform to any type of law within any country, even their own. And so what I mean by this is there are operations that are carried out all over the world by various intelligence agencies, mainly the CIA, MI6, and the Mossad in Israel, because in order to gain or leverage in a negotiation, you need to have something on that person. Now you say, okay, this is small scale stuff. This is peanuts compared to other episodes and things you've talked about, Dave. So what's going on here? Bear with me and I'll get to the bigger picture. Trust me, because it's all one big chain. So when we take a step back and we look at the bigger picture, we realize that there are a lot of operations that are currently going on right now that are even more advanced than what people would call asymmetrical warfare. And asymmetrical warfare is a different type of warfare because traditional war is you have two armies each facing off against each other going at it in a battlefield. That's traditional warfare, okay? Asymmetrical warfare is when you're being attacked in your own homeland or home ground, but not in the direct sense of the traditional term of war. So you are being attacked by, say, snipers, or you're being poisoned, or you're be- there's different ways to be taken out, different parts of your teammates or, or different members of those within the community of which you're in, probably the military community, fall uh, suddenly die in their sleep and things like that. That's asymmetrical warfare. Now, what about Robin? A time-old technique is blackmail. So let's take a time-old technique and let's bring it into the confines and the modernization of today. Or even maybe a little bit more than that. And so what happens here is that people, and I I despise bringing this up, but it, it is probably the prime example. When we take a look at the Epstein scenario, he was a sort of structure or a construct, if you want to call it, that we accidentally as a society kind of tripped upon, metaphorically. We weren't supposed to find out about what he was really doing. What we know is this. this He was essentially, he could have been an agent for the Mossad, more than likely, or he could have been a double agent or even maybe a triple agent and was selling his information to the highest bidder. But he was essentially bankrolled by people high up within the intelligence community that allowed him to put together a system and get away with it for years, by the way, where he would have politicians, scientists, people of power, celebrities, people that held influence to the higher echelon levels of not just government, not just society, but of the world, and would have them sleep with very, unfortunately for these women, have them sleep with underage girls in most cases. That's blackmail, folks. You now have leverage on that person. He would probably then sell that information to whichever agency was willing to pay the biggest price. With that being said, 
you cannot get away with this the way Epstein did for so long without having the backing of some type of agency. And you are essentially an agency asset, so to speak. Okay. Now, when you're an agency asset, you're, you're expendable, you're disposable. But beyond that, you're obtaining information. For example, like Epstein was obtaining information about many people, but Prince Andrew being one of his biggest trophy people, trophy people, as he called it, I think. And so that type of information... Now, this is where it gets interesting, is directly connected to what's going on outside of this planet. Now, you might say, okay, whoa, that's a big jump to go from talking about some type of agency uh, construct or agency blackmail program and then talking about interplanetary space travel and space and all that. But it really isn't, and I'll tell you why. When you control or you have the ability through the use of blackmail to control a certain industry, let's say, for example, the scientific industry, you then control what is released to the public, and then what is kept secret, and then what gets stored away in the classified part of things, or what gets experimented on in the classified level of things. Now, again, of course, this program to blackmail people is used for traditional negotiations at the United Nations and things like this. But ultimately, what happens is that The latter part, the classified part, then gets put into, not a filing cabinet, but a place where experiments occur. And so what I'm trying to say here is, let's just throw throw the Epstein thing away. That was just an example, because it's probably a perfect one. But these agencies are always looking for the upper hand on their adversaries and people all over the world. But the main reason why they're doing it is because they're using blackmail to negotiate leverage to look and search for things that they need to help them to help advance them technologically and scientifically. And the reason for this, I'm more than convinced the reason for this is because of an Iraqi Stargate that was opened and meddled with in the 1920s, about a hundred years ago. All right. That discussed Uh, Sorry, not discussed, where a ripple in time within this dimension occurred and the other intelligence agencies around the world at the most classified levels knew they could not have this happen again. And so what did they do? They started over the many years using justification to go, in this case, to the Middle East, for example. And so blackmailing is just a small part of it. Now, I'm not trying to say Epstein was like involved with this kind of things. I'm just saying that these programs that were set up by one or more agencies, or maybe even multiple intelligence agencies working together, as a matter of fact, use this as a way to justify going to war or investing in a certain science or being able to control an industry through the use of blackmail and influence. And so power is bigger than just wanting more power. It's about creating a certain balance in time, so to speak, because in the case of this Stargate, for example, let's let's delve into this. This Stargate supposedly caused the ripple effect. Now, supposedly multiple intelligence agencies are time traveling all the time in in a certain way that they have the ability to time travel and there's constantly ripples being created and then they're sort of being flattened out by these intelligence agencies sending assets or their some of their agents to time travel to then cover up or sort of patch up the issue that may cause a massive ripple effect down the road. And there's many examples of agents who've come out and said that they've been time traveling for the CIA and this and that, then all of a sudden they disappear. So with that being said, I hope I'm trying to make you realize that from the top down, it all connects from the very bottom. 
from the universities all the way to the very top of the secret intelligence agencies because these agencies are nothing without their knowledge. That's why they're called intelligence agencies, right? But when they're nothing without their knowledge, they're powerless. And so how do you obtain the power? You have to use time-old techniques, spying, blackmailing, and all that. And that then justifies top-secret experiments, which are classified, and then the information that's needed to get to that part of the world to justify a massive presence there is then leaked, purposefully leaked, to the front end of the government, which then announces it publicly and then uses a certain world event that they may have created themselves to justify going to war within that particular country or territory that they need to go to. It's very simple. And so when this ripple in time effect, so to speak, starts to occur, what you then have is you have a lot of chain effects that happen. And I'm not saying that these agencies are working for the betterment of mankind in this case. I'm not saying they're working for the worsening of mankind. I think there are constant overlaying agendas. And I don't think there's one set in stone path because I think if there was, the world would truly be a lot more of a simpler place to tell you the truth. I think there are multiple agencies either working together and then at the same time simultaneously competing and trying to allow a balance to remain stable. Because whether you think the US or Russia or China or Iran or North Korea are utilizing weapons and intelligence and Israel, by the way, and utilizing their intelligence agencies for better or for worse, I would say, I would say neither. I would say they're all trying to establish a balance that allows the survival of humanity. And if that means that innocent people or um, the people that have nothing to do with these projects and even in mass numbers are going to die, then so be it. So I don't want to say that there is a negative agenda in any way, shape or form. I don't want to say that there is a positive agenda because I would it's much easier to take the, the, the path of negativity than it is to take the path of positivity and things become more difficult when you try to do positive things as well. And so. I think what we're looking at here is we're looking at, for example, this Iraqi Stargate that was opened. And by the way, there's multiple Stargates around the world. And we're looking at a ripple in time that created an issue that had to be fixed within X amount of years before a certain event. So just because there's a ripple within a certain Stargate or a Stargate or a time traveler causes an issue doesn't mean it has to be fixed right away. What happens is that they then take these intelligence agencies say, okay, when did this person what year did they come back from? And if it's far enough in the future, they know they set themselves a, pro, a timeline, a, a deadline. So if there's an event that occurred in the year 2070, they know that between now and say 2060, they have that time. Then they save the last 10 years for last minute things that come up. And so when you control an industry, you then influence the direction that industry is going to take. And if that industry is coincidentally science, mathematics, technology, you then control what gets put out to the public, which also means you control the minds of the public, which therefore means if you can manipulate them, at least the majority of the public into believing what you want, you can then continue doing things that you know will never be found out down the road. And so I have some quick notes here. I just want to read because I know it's very, um, I just want to um, explain before I end this episode more about this Iraqi Stargate and the way that they've marketed certain conspiracies to be not true. So what do people involved in a mastermind conspiracy do? They invest in things 
that will make society think that anything surrounding that word, in this case, the word conspiracy or conspiracy theorist is ludicrous. All right. And so when you have this type of ability to be a manipulator of sorts or to have money and use money as a form of getting what you want in a much higher echelon of power, nothing will stop you. And so to say that this is new to humans is, is, is complete BS, because if we take a look back in scriptures and stories and even previous episodes that I've done where we've talked about how certain extraterrestrials have spoken and contacted humans saying that essentially everything humans have learned in the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50,000 years is one big lie with a little bit of truth in it is because we have may in fact learned this from beings other than ourselves. And because what I mean by this is say, for example, humanity, and I'm just, I'm not being accurate. I'm just using an example. Say humanity has been around for a million years. And in the case of from a million to 500,000, let's go from the year 1 million to 500,000. Between that time frame, humanity has not really evolved so much in the sense of technology, but they have evolved in the way in which they believe they think and understand themselves and the world around them. Now, what happens when you deceive those people? The next, the, the following half a million years is going to be a massive problem because you're going off of something that's completely untrue. And so why is it untrue? Because you were told that, that that's what it is, but you don't know yet that it's untrue. And so you're being deceived the entire time into thinking you're making massive progress as a species when in reality, in a certain way, you're not going forwards nor backwards. You're in a state of constant amnesia. And this is what a lot of people have said that the Anunnaki has done to humankind. And so you might say, okay, holy crap, you're talking about the CIA, you're talking about Stargates in Iraq, you're talking about the Anunnaki. Well, you see how it's all connected? I mean, look, anyone can make connections out of anything. They really can. I'm not, I'm not going to shy away from that. But think about what I'm saying. It, the lines connect very clearly. You don't need to make up some story to connect things. If there's no connection, then there simply isn't. But I think that for people to say that, oh, the, something's happening here, then something's happening there... I think that so many things are going on and there's constant lies, deception, truth, positivity, negativity occurring between governments, different beings, ex uh, extraterrestrials, between spirits, between beings in other realms that we probably aren't even aware of. And so when you look at all of this, you realize that the intelligence agencies are not after oil or money like they would rather have you believe. But they may, in fact, be after something much, much larger. And so to cover it up, what do you do? You ridicule the term, the phrase, the label conspiracy theorist. And that, my friends, is Operation Robin. So let me know what you guys think, as always, because it is very interesting to see the connection between all of this. And when you finally realize that there is a connection, however small it might be or however, however large it might be, there comes a point when you say to yourself, you know what, I wouldn't rule this out. You don't have to be convinced of it, not at all. But there should be a point when you say, I will consider this. Maybe I will deny it down the road, but I will consider it. So let me know what you guys think, and we will catch you next time. Thank you.